0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have officially made it to week nine. And this is a week nine waiver wire show. I would say this week as we um, last week was particularly punishing in terms of some major injuries. And while there were some injuries this week, the real the real enemy of week nine is the bye weeks because, man, it's going to be a crazy Week for bye weeks. I don't know about you, but if you're starting to play, you know, preset your rosters for next week's matchups, you're realizing, oh man, it's going to be grim out there. Of course, I'm Shane zealy You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One, DFS forward slash free dash offer. For those of you who are new to the DFS game and you're not sure how much you want to invest, you can get a free month. Of VIP coaching from the DFS Army staff. And for those of you who are current members or just follow the DFS Army Twitter page, you're seeing every single contest, every single week, people are cashing. So go to dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer. And hey, guess what? The DFS Army website, there's a lot of free content out there as well. that You can go and check yourself out. So we appreciate you listening to this show. We appreciate you listening to the podcast. For those of you listening to the podcast, and I see there's a lot of you out there we're trying to grow this fantasy football station, so go check it out on YouTube and um, help us grow. Help us grow. we got a lot of season-long content, of course, and uh, we're going to start talking dynasty in the coming weeks here. As, you know, um, the regular season starts to mature, mature as it were, we're also going to talk about the push for playoffs. So let's get into it. Week 9 is here, and there's a lot of bye week teams, like I mentioned. The Cleveland Browns, the Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos. The New York Giants, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. My God, Christian McCaffrey. If you thought there was upside when he got all the touches in Carolina, salivate at what could be for the rest of the season. He threw for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. And of course, he rushed for a touchdown. A 40-point 40 40 point monster in PPR leagues. Christian McCaffrey, congratulations. You are once again, the running back two on the season. Notable injuries that we need to take into account this week as we're starting to build our rosters. Mark Andrews missed most of the game last week with an ankle and shoulder injury. Now, they play on Monday night against the New Orleans Saints this week. We're going to talk about Isaiah Likely, but he's going to be a player that if you have Mark Andrews on your team, if you don't want to pre-play a tight end in that position, you're going to want to go and get Isaiah Likely. Christian Watson... Not really fantasy relevant, but he's out with a concussion. Uh, Cooper Cup, he had the ankle. It doesn't look serious, thank goodness. He's going to be day to day and he probably won't miss any time, but just keep an eye on that. Now, I'm recording this on the morning of November 1st and I have Err M- Smith as an injury. He's going to be missing, he's week to week. He has likely a high ankle sprain. But the big trade so far today, of course, it's a trade deadline, November 1st at 4 o'clock Eastern today that I'm recording. And TJ Hawkinson was just traded to the Minnesota Vikings. Detroit Lions gave away uh, TJ Hawkinson, and I believe it was two-fourths for a second and a third. So from a fantasy perspective, hard to say if it really moves the needle. We know what Irv Smith is and chances are TJ Hawkins is going to probably slot right into that role. He's an excellent blocker, but he's also an excellent pass catcher. We haven't really seen that massive fantasy upside production throughout his career, but we have seen spike week. So this is going to be interesting. We know that Kirk Cousins does have a tendency to pass to the tight end. It's one of the reasons that we liked like Irv Smith coming into the season. It's kind of one of those later tight ends. So just a little interesting um, change to the, to the tight end landscape. And listen, TJ Hawkinson might be available in some of your leagues. Go, go take a look in some of your deeper leagues because he hasn't been overly fantasy productive and he might, might still be out there. So Irv Smith had a defined role. TJ Hawkinson might have a defined role for the next month or so. But let's get into it, guys. Let's get into it, ladies and gentlemen, because there's not a lot of sizzle at the top, but we're talking about depth. We're talking about depth. And some of the players I'm going to be mentioning today are on some of those aforementioned buy teams this week. So these are more stash players. Or for those of you who are sharp out there in deeper leagues, look to see who gets dropped this week. Some of these players are rostered in 40 to 50% of leagues. They could be dropped because people are going to be desperate. And we always recommend don't take zeros. Sometimes it's going to be tough decisions, especially for some of your leagues where there's only five bench spots. But you, you you can't just give up on a week because how often does one game, one week, make or break your fantasy football season. So with that in mind, let's get to it. Let's talk about the running back position. Latavius Murray is my top waiver wire ad. Yes, I know the 32-year-old veteran Latavius Murray. Why are you telling us to roster this player, Shane? Well, it's because he's been productive, ladies and gentlemen. Now, again, he is on the buy. He's, he's rostered in 46% of leagues, and I'm suggesting between about 5 to 10% of your fab budget. Really, about 6 baked into the sheet. Latavius Murray is going to be an excellent running back depth type player. And just last week, he did rush the ball for 14 times for 46 yards and the touchdown in Sunday's 27, 21 to 17 win over the Jaguars over there in London. He outpaced Melvin Gordon. Gordon only had nine carries and he only averaged 3.3 yards per carry, which actually that's the same average as Latavius Murray, but it's going to be touchdown or bust for the running backs in this offense. And, They've got the bye week this week. They got the win in London. Russell Wilson is still a professional quarterback, okay? As much hate as – and just – there's a lot of haterade out there for for Russell Wilson. And I'm not going to be a Russell Wilson apologist. Listen, he he made his bed. Now he needs to sleep in it. But the Denver Broncos have a very solid team around them, both on offense and defense. And they have a legitimate opportunity to – get things fixed, get things figured out with the talent that they have on that team. Latavius Murray could be part of that. So get him. Hopefully they take a, a second half, second half of the season improvement and Latavius Murray becomes fantasy relevant to you. Kenyon Drake. Yes, it's deja vu. I understand it. He's rostered in only 39% of leagues. I'm going to, again, suggest between five to 10% of your fab budget, depending on how desperate you are. but, Gus Edwards did leave the game with a hamstring injury, and is currently day-to-day. That could mean an uptick in Kenyon Drake's touch and usage. Uh, Just last week, he had a 58% snap share, uh, and he carried the ball seven times for 62 yards and out of four catches for five yards and a touchdown. So as long as he's going to be able to get production through the air with that touchdown upside, Kenyon Drake's going to continue to be, again, a viable flex-slash-RB2 at a pinch. Type player, and especially with Gus Edwards being hurt. So go get Kenyon Drake, especially if you're desperate. Okay, Dearness Johnson of the Cleveland Browns. The reason I have Dearness Johnson on here, and yes, I know the Browns are on bye this week, but depending on what happens with Kareem Hunt, there's been a lot of chatter out there that Kareem Hunt is a candidate to be traded before the four o'clock Eastern trade deadline today, November 1st. Dearness Johnson could be the beneficiary of that. He's rostered in only 18% of leagues. I'm gonna suggest a couple bucks, three to five percent of your Fab. This is purely a speculative type ad, so this could be a stale take very, very quickly if Kareem Hunt remains on the team. But at the very least, we know Deion- Dearness Johnson is a capable backup, and in the event that there is an injury to one of those players, Dearness Johnson could have a meaningful role. If Hunt is traded, he's a hot waiver wire ad. I'm going to suggest upwards of 5 to 10% of your FAB budget. If he's not, 2 to 3% max, maybe even a $0 bid if, if, if Kareem Hunt is still there. Caleb Huntley, the Atlanta Falcons. He's rostered only seven percent of leagues. Again, a couple bucks. He had a very good productive week this week. Caleb Huntley rushed for sixteen. He rushed sixteen times for ninety-one yards in the Falcons' Week Eight victory over the Panthers. That was an absolute slot fest. It was the idiot kicker bowl, as it were. But uh, listen, Atlanta. They they grinded out the the victory. And and guess what, ladies and gentlemen, the Atlanta Falcons are currently number one in the NFC South. So, this is twenty twenty two. In a nutshell, Caleb Huntley, don't love it. Not a lot of sex appeal. Cordero Patterson should be coming back shortly, but in the interim, Caleb Huntley is a viable stash-type player. Jalen Warren, okay, also still a stash-type player, but he did carry the ball for six times for 50 yards, and he added 25 yards on three targets in the loss to the Eagles on Week 8. He had a 29% snap share, and he's slowly starting to eat into Najee Harris's usage. Jalen Warren, Right now, with Najee being healthy, as long as as Najee's the starter, Jalen Warren is not fantasy viable. You cannot start him. The Pittsburgh Steelers do not look good on offense, and you do not want the second-tier running back on a crappy offense. But in the event that Najee Harris is injured, Jalen Warren will slot in as that starting running back, and that is valuable in fantasy football. Let's talk a little sex appeal. James Cook. I'm going to talk about James Cook every single week until he actually overtakes Devin Singletary, which it's not looking too hot right now. I'm going to say it's not looking too hot, but he's only rostered in 32% of leagues. And James Cook, the second round rookie running back of the Buffalo Bills, did have a solid week last week. He rushed five times for 35 yards and caught one of his lone targets for 41 yards in their win over the Packers. I believe that James Cook is going to continue to get increased usage. And the talent is there. He was an excellent prospect coming out of school. So James Cook is an absolute stash that I love to have. You want to get a piece of this Buffalo Bills offense. And right now, the starters are clicking. But guys like Khalil Shakir, guys like James Cook, these are players that if you can stash them on your bench, have massive upside in the event of an injury, in which case they would be just locked and loaded. Deion Jackson. Indianapolis Colts. Right now, he's only rostered <clears throat> excuse me, in 10% of leagues. And I'm <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to suggest between 1% to 2% of your fab budget. Listen, this is a pure handcuff role. But again, Naeem Hines is another one of those players who's been rumored to be a potential trade candidate going into this week. So again, this could be a stale take within only a couple hours. But Deion Jackson is somebody you need to keep on your radar because we saw live in action that he's fantasy viable and very, very productive. In the event that Jonathan Taylor gets injured, Naeem Hines is not the, <clears throat> the handcuff back, even if he doesn't get traded. It's going to be Deion Jackson. So keep that in mind. That's it for the running back position. Again, not a lot of sizzle there. Some of these players you might have to stash, but this is more strategic long term. Now, in terms of handcuffs, generally speaking, at the start of the season, I don't really advocate going and getting your own handcuff, especially in leagues where you have shorter benches five players or less on your bench. And that's simply because there's a carrying cost to those players. Obviously, if your star goes down, then it's a boon. But more often than not, a lot of these players won't just walk in and maybe they'll only have 70, 60% of the production of the starter. But now that we're making the push for the playoffs, we're going into week nine. This is a time when you want to start considering getting your handcuff. Now, the other thing that you could consider is, and one of the reasons I like to have all these players that we've talked about is this is also the time to go out and get, other players handcuffs because that's what you call a stock split baby if somebody else gets hurt if you say Alexander Madison is available on your way on your waiver, he's probably not but he might be we know that if Dalvin cook gets injured which he has missed time in the past Alexander Madison can slot in and be a very productive workhorse back these are the types of players that are going to help you win your league it's very unpredictable what's going to be productive in the fantasy football playoffs. And more often than not, it's one of these backup running backs that really does make the difference and helps lead the team to a championship. So just something to keep in mind as a whole in terms of your running back philosophy going into week nine and beyond. But let's move on to the wide receiver position. My favorite, my top waiver wire ad of the week this week for the the wide receiver position is Devin Duvernay of the Baltimore Ravens. He's rostered in 50% of leagues. So he's just making that cusp of somebody that we need to talk about. I'm going to suggest between six or between 5 to 10% of your FAB budget. Now, we know Bayman is going to miss time. We don't know how many weeks now, but they have their bye in Week 10 following the Week 9 game against New Orleans. And DuVernay has been efficient in the face of low volume. But he has been on recently close to 65 to 75% of the snap share, and he's averaging between 4 to 6 targets per week. With Devin DuVernay, you have the viability to get – go five for 50, but he also has an opportunity to beat the defense and get that long touchdown where you get like the 12-point play, which is just pure and absolute gold in fantasy football. The key here, and we already mentioned at the top of the show, Mark Andrews is dealing with an ankle and a shoulder. Isaiah, Isaiah likely is a stud. So if he steps in, Isaiah likely is going to do very, very well, but he's not going to get the same target share that Mark Andrews is. So if Devin DuVernay is out and Mark Andrews is out, there's actually a very viable chance that Devin Duvernay could step in and be a viable role this week, especially in week nine. Now, what I love about week nine is that they play New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football, and right now it's it's a higher over-under, a 48.5 points. So it's going to be probably one of the higher over-unders on the week. Plus, it's that Monday Night Hammer. I love the Monday Night Hammer. So Devin Duvernay, definitely a player considering you that you should pick up in your waiver wire. My next player, Rondell Moore, also rostered in 50% of leagues. Again, between 5 to ten, five to 10% of your fab budget. Now, we saw that last week, DeAndre Hopkins' first week back, Rondell Moore, he just got eviscerated. He got two targets. I think he had one interception. He was just an absolute fantasy dud. But then things got right in week eight, and he was one of his best career games. He actually tied his career best games in PPR leagues. He played around 9 seven, He's and he has been playing around 90% snap share throughout the entire time of his return since week four. In week eight, though, he got seven of his eight targets for 92 yards and the touchdown. And we do know that Rondell Moore can be a versatile type player. They got to use him in the slot. They don't want to be playing him outside. That was a mistake they made last week. If they can get him moving around formations, play that flank or play that slot type position where he thrives, Rondell Moore can use his quickness, can use his gymnast type athleticism, to go out and produce fantasy points. He's a viable wide receiver three every single week with wide receiver two upside. So Rondell Moore should not be Ross, should not be available in 50% of leagues. Go out and get Rondell Moore, especially in this bye-mageddon. Next player I want to talk about is DeAndre Carter of the LA Chargers. I haven't seen the, the practice reports yet for Tuesday, but as of yesterday, Monday, October 31st, Keenan Allen still didn't practice the Monday practice coming out of their bye week, that worries me a lot. We know Mike Williams is going to be missing time with the high ankle sprain, probably around four weeks. DeAndre Carter slots more so in as a replacement to Keenan Allen. It's really Joshua Palmer who would who would uh, play the, stretch, the field stretcher type role, which is where Mike Williams thrived. But DeAndre Carter, especially if Keenan Allen is injured, it's these soft tissue injuries that, that really do excite potential re-injuries during games gender Carter, seven percent rostered i'm going to suggest between three to five percent of your fat budget uh last week he did have a or excuse me last time they played which was week seven again week eight they had their buy he did 94 percent snap share with seven targets this is a player you definitely want to consider okay elijah moore i'm throwing him out here i'm throwing i'm throwing a prayer up to the fantasy gods again this might be irrelevant but if, if elijah moore gets traded sweet jesus He's rostered in 49% of leagues, but you can't start the guy right now. You cannot start him. I'm going to suggest between 2 to 3%. Obviously, that's going to go way, way up if he does happen to get traded. But right now, he's not playable. The talent is there. We saw it as a rookie. I refuse to believe that Elijah Moore's rookie season was a fluke. It's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not confident Zach Wilson's any good. I was never a big believer on Zach Wilson, and yes, he had a few moments, but he really hasn't shown that he's able to pay off that that two overall draft capital last year. So, Elijah Moore, please get traded. Please free the man. And also, that that would open up things for Garrett Wilson, which I absolutely love. (coughs) Keep an eye out. Elijah Moore, go out and get him. (coughs) Excuse me. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Cleveland Browns, on a bye week this week. He is playing between 85 to 90% snap share, and is averaging six targets a game. He's a very reasonable wide receiver three, and we saw it just just this week. Week eight, he caught all four of his targets for 81 yards in their win over the Cincinnati Bengals last night. All that production happened in the first half. Okay, I get it. He didn't really see much in the second half. It's because the Cleveland Browns shifted the game plan. They were running the ball. They were killing clock in the second half there. So, don't let there be a deterrent for going out and getting Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's only rostered in 41% of leagues, so he's probably available in, in most of your leagues. I would suggest a couple-dollar fab budget. He's not going to be a hot waiver-wire target, especially because he's on by this week, but he's certainly a player worth considering. Let's move on. Okay, you guys ready to plug your nose? Plug your nose. I'm going to talk about Terrace Marshall of the Carolina Panthers. He's only rostered in 5% of leagues. I was convinced that they were showcasing him in this week because they wanted to trade him. He was around to rookie pick last year. He had the athleticism. And even though most or a lot of his high-end production was was back in the LSU days with Joe Burrow, he was productive in his final season without Joe Burrow as well. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? P.J. Walker, congratulations, man. You are making D.J. more fantasy relevant. He had another insane week this week. Terrace Marshall received nine targets. His previous best was literally his very first game as a pro where he only got six targets. He also had a 93% snap share. With Christian McCaffrey being gone, with Robbie Anderson being gone, Terrace Marshall is the number two option in that offense as much as it stinks. So Terrace Marshall maybe $1 to $2 of your fat budget is worth going out and get there, or just throw a $0 bid out there. I guarantee you people, the market's not going to be rushing for Terrence Marshall, but he's somebody that's worth stashing on your bench that could be sneaky as long as he continues to get the looks from P.J. Walker. Okay, and last but not least, Taquan Thornton, New England Patriots, didn't really do much last week, but he, in, he was injured for most of the start of the season. So let's just stash this guy away, hope that the Patriots' second-round pick can actually produce i'm skeptical i was i was not a big type one thornton enthusiast coming into the rookie season but we've seen moments of it we've seen glimpses of it the thing that worries me the most is that the patriots are not going to be this prolific pass passing offense and we know that jacoby myers is de facto one in that offense Really, it's actually it's him and it's Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson is just an absolute stud right now, but that one Thornton is a very reasonable bench stash type player. Let's move on to the quarterback position. Now, both of these guys I talked about last week, this is for superflex only. Okay. Most of these guys, I mean, there's going to be better options available in your single quarterback leagues, but PJ Walker is still only rostered in 9% of leagues. He's putting up a solid floor of 17 to 18 points every single week. He has that rushing upside. It's not sexy, but as we enter this buy again week, PJ Walker might be a, a, an absolute necessity to start in your Superflex league. So PJ Walker, listen, if he's out there, you're gonna have to be likely spend between 15, probably between 10 to 15% of your fab budget. But if it's a shallower league, say 10 personal league, maybe only two to five percent of your fab budget on PJ Walker. Now Sam Ellinger. He did not look good last week. I said we should be cautious about whether Sam Ellinger is actually any good. Where he had his upside and where we th- thought he could maybe pay off, especially in DFS, his price, is because one thing he didn't do very, very well in college was rush the, the ball. We didn't really see that this week. He didn't look sharp. The Indianapolis Colts, if, if they legitimately believe that Sam Ellinger is a better option than Matt Ryan. They got they got a world to hurt coming for the rest of the season. Obviously, Matt Ryan is not the solution, but now there's Sam Ellinger. So the Colts probably are going to be in a solid position to go draft one of these players. So in Dynasty, if you have them and there's still somebody willing to pay anything for him, I had people who wanted a second. People were paying seconds for Sam Ellinger just last week. I don't know if that price is going to hold steady, but to me, he's a sale candidate in, in your Dynasty. Super Flex Leagues, because I just I just don't believe that Sam Langer is going to be the future for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, let's move on to the tight end position. Isaiah Likely, I already mentioned him. He's only rostered in 7% of leagues. Likely is a freaking stud, man. He's an absolute stud. When Mark Andrews left, he stepped in and he was very, very gallant. I mean, he had that beautiful touchdown catch in the back of the end zone, running across the formation. It was just, it was an absolute beautiful, beautiful play. Isaiah Likely is an athletic stud now obviously if mark andrews is going to play which we don't have clarity on yet we probably won't get clarity on until the weekend Isaiah likely especially if you have mark andrews on your team as a player you must go and get i have only one percent fab budget for all the tight ends i'm going to be talking about today just because i don't really advocate spending a lot of your fab on the tight end position because you're not going to get the payout and the payback but i would be willing to bet between five to ten percent of my fab if I have Mark Andrews on my team, knowing that Isaiah Likely is a pretty good replacement for him. And based on the fact we already talked about it, Baltimore Ravens are playing on Monday night football. So you need to be prepared for that. Unless you have a valid second tight end position where you want to just plug and play and not stress about it on Monday night. If you have Mark Andrews and you don't have any other viable tight ends, Isaiah Likely, go out and get this player. Tyler Conklin of the Jets. Yes, we're talking about Tyler Conklin again. He's back, baby. He's back. One of the biggest things was that he was getting a lot of uses with Joe Flacco, but when Zach Wilson came back for the first few games, he was absolutely fantasy irrelevant. But he's getting the targets again. He got six of his 10 targets for 79 yards and not one, but two touchdowns against the Patriots this week. Ty Conklin, just like any of these other tight ends, is probably going to be very, very tight end, or he's going to be very, very touchdown Dependent. But we've seen that he can get the production, and if he just gets a few more targets, because, hey, for whatever reason, Zach Wilson hates Elijah Moore. So if he can get between five to six targets, he can't bake on 10 targets a week. But if he can get five to six targets, catch maybe three or four of those for 40, 50 yards, that's going to be close to 10 points in the PPR league. More than that, 12, 13 points in a tight end premium type league. He's a very viable option out there, and he's available in most leagues. The Greg Dulcich, Denver Broncos, he's on his bye this week, but he's an absolute stud right now. Week 80, he had an 80% snap share, and he got four of his five targets for 87 yards against the Jaguars. Right now, Greg Dulcich is playing pretty damn solid for a rookie tight end. I would say coming into the season, it was probably between him and Trey McBride that was the top two pretty de facto candidates for, for being the top tight ends. Isaiah likely was in the conversation. Dan Bellinger was in the conversation. But really, it was between Greg Dulcich and um, Trey McBride. Trey McBride, of course, was drafted by the Cardinals, and he's stuck behind Zach Ertz, who's so not going to be fantasy relevant. But Greg Dulcich pretty much said, Albert, i will hold my fucking beer because I'm coming in and I'm going to take over the starting tight end position. And we didn't really see it throughout most of his career in Seattle. But when he had Jimmy Graham, when he had a viable stud tight end, Russell Wilson had a propensity to throw to that player. So Greg Dulcich is starting to show that he is reliable. He is trustworthy. And again, if Denver is going to make a push to make the playoffs, which right now is looking grim, one week at a time, Greg Dulcich is going to be a big part of that journey. So with that, that's it for week nine, man. It's going to be a very, very tough week. You're going to be making some very, very tough decisions on the waiver wire because you're going to have to be dropping some players you don't want to drop, but you can't take a zero. You just, you cannot take a zero. So plan accordingly. I wish you good luck in week nine and happy hunting. Ladies and gentlemen on the waiver wire, go to dfsarmy.com. Check out all of our content there. A lot of free content out there. Of course, we want you to sign up and become a VIP, but if you're new to the game, you don't want to, invest the money right away follow the instructions www.dfsarmy.com forward slash free dash offer and we can help coach you and pay off that membership in no time flat so with that i'm flex chain you can follow me on twitter at the flex network one of course follow us on twitter at dfs army good luck in week nine